This show talks about real mysteries, not like how that burrito ended up in the bathroom. We're talking unsolved mysteries. What? I got nothing. mind lost track because i was like burrito what burrito i I figured you know if you walk into a bathroom and there's a burrito (laughs) you'll think how did this get here it's an unsolved mystery (laughs) but not like one that's covered in the topic and the basis of the show on that note (laughs) welcome I'm Philip, and I'm Andrew. Today we're going to be talking about unsolved mysteries. It's been rebooted on Netflix, and it's a show that we used to grow up with. Before we get into that, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Cinematic Rotastic or Cinematic Rotastic at, and you can always drop us a line on Anchor. And I didn't mean that as a pun, <laughs> but I'm going to take it and mean it as a pun from now on. So, Unsolved Mysteries. And I want you to think on your statement of it's a show we used to grow up on. <laughs> Is that what I said? Yeah. Like, that doesn't really make sense. It, I, we, I guess. <laughs> no. We used to correct. watch. You are when, correct. What I said makes no sense. That itself is a mystery. But it's a show that we grew up with. That's what I meant to say. We just, we, we just had an unsolved mystery that had a solve. Yes. It's a update shortly after this episode aired. <laughs> so what we're, we're going to talk about the show a little bit, a look, you know, mostly about the new show. But we also have a, a, we also have a special treat. We're going to give you our own unsolved mystery. <laughs> Sorry. Can, can we not use that clip anymore? Probably not. The music is it's definitely something that was one of the best parts about the show. But we'll get into that. Philip, why don't you just give us a, a quick recap of what what is Unsolved Mysteries for people who may not know what we're talking about yet? Well, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of it's one of those where the title kind of says it all. Uh, they. <laughs> <laughs> Way to make me sound dumb. <laughs> well, Dave, uh, it's called Unsolved Mysteries. It's about How? <laughs> I, I guess if you kind of go into what's not obvious about the show. <laughs> so the original show that we grew up with was a... I don't. I I don't know if it was like an. I, I'm assuming. I think it was an hour long show, and it was hosted by Robert Stack. And he would showcase, or it would showcase, several stories within one episode. And it really didn't shy away from any kind of stories. You know, it it had stories that involved possible like UFO or aliens. 
it dealt with mysteries that stemmed from supernatural or poltergeist ghosts you know so it didn't just deal with missing people or murder or death or you know it it, it anything was fair game anything that could be considered a mystery was fair game i think it was just a show that that our whole family watched growing up it was interesting and it was fun to watch and and i always i always was hoping to get the update after the episode aired of when this show or, or when this you know episode originally aired we got a call afterwards and we were able to find the killer or you know yeah so that was all that was always fun when you got to see that the show actually help solve a mystery. I went looking to see like exactly how much it, it is, uh, it has helped out in that regard. And this is according to the New York times. Um, I forgot to check out when this was, was written, but it, it was talking about the <laughs> Netflix. It was talking about the Netflix show. So it's recent about 260 cases or more than more than that were, were resolved. So about 34% of, I guess, whatever they, uh, about 34 34% of their show got solved or yeah got solved so it, it got resolved <laughs> i guess is is the terms that they used obviously not 100% but it's not bad i mean it's given light to these things that have gone cold for who knows how long and you know and that's the same for at least it's giving attention to the cases that are subjected in the Netflix series as well. And the the show has been out for not that long, but it is they've already been saying that they're getting tips. Now nothing's been solved or anything yet uh, as of this recording, but they're getting tips, and whether they're credible or not, time will tell. But it's working. It's doing what it's supposed to do. It's definitely generated some buzz and. They are getting lots of tips, and any that are legitimate or or whatnot that they are being passed on to the you know whatever authority in in each case needs to be whether that's FBI or local police or whatnot. Uh, but they're, they they uh, said they they are getting credible pieces of info from people. Now I wonder if because of the time uh, that we are in, before you had to call a one eight hundred number, or they would. You know, say call the blank county police department, and you know that was not as easy to do now as it is now. Because you know now I can I can look up and see what Blaine County in some place in Florida. You know, I, I don't know if that's a real county or not, but I can call I can look up Blaine County Sheriff's Office and I'll Google it, and it'll give me the number so I can call them. Or also, they're you know they have a Facebook account and it's it's. You know, there's comments on those posts and people are saying, oh, yeah, I've got this here, that there. And so there's and of course, you, know, you can go to the website. And so I, I feel like I would I would assume theorize, I guess, that it's easier now to send in a tip and get more credible information and is more widespread than before. Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree with that because the original Unsolved Mysteries, when it was airing. There was no social media. Internet was when it started for sure. There was there's yeah. no such thing. You know the the internet. If even if I mean even if we had internet at the time of unsolved mysteries, there was really not anything that made me that that kind of associated 
use the internet if you if you know something or whatnot. You know, we, we yeah. still had to do the dial-up, the, the AOL. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So the original show, I, I think you said it was about an hour, but the original show had segments. They would do two or three mysteries. I, I went online and, and looked up some, some like YouTube clips of the original show to get, to kind of get that feel or kind of remember the feeling of Robert Stack, who was the, the host of, of the majority of the show in the original show. And there was a clip that was like the intro to an episode. And he said, tonight we're going to talk about this. And then we're also going to talk about that. And then finally we're going to talk about this. So they, they covered multiple events. Well, and, and he always, kind of introed the segments and kind of gave a little bit of backstory going into it so that the the story itself didn't have to necessarily cover as much. Yeah. So, yeah you know, he, obviously having three stories fit into one hour, the you want to get as much information to the person as quickly as possible. And I think they used him and his position as the host to kind of fill in a little bit of stuff. That way there wasn't a need to like do any kind of like reenactment or whatnot. And so I think that's kind of one of the biggest differences in the original show was that it was hosted by Robert Stack. Uh, I read somewhere, I, I, I didn't get the names, unfortunately, but, uh, or I didn't, I don't remember them, but I was just kind of reading the history of the show. And, you know, the, uh, the pilot was a different host. There were a few other hosts and, and whatnot. And then Robert Stack kind of came on and doing like the last four or five of kind of like a, I guess a pilot or a test run of the show. So it was only like five episodes or so. And he did like the last two or three and then it got picked up by a major network. And that's when they're like, Hey, we like Robert and we'll let's let, let's let him do it. And so, you know, I enjoyed him, him hosting it and narrating the show, but the new one doesn't have a host. It just goes into the subject matter and it, you know, just starts with the main, I guess, subject of the show, or at least the person who's most, uh, I guess, closest to the reason that the episode is 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 in effect. Uh, whether it be uh, a mother of a missing person, brother of, uh, or you know, the son of a of of a mother that went missing and got killed, or in one of Per one instance, a person who was p potentially abducted by an unknown entity from the sky. And so, you know, the show starts off with that and then just goes right into it. There's no host and there's you don't even hear questions. It's just the people talking, which I kind of liked. I was, I was a fan of the I, I was really impressed with how the show was put together. There was one of them I want to say that you you could hear a few responses or maybe questions from the, the whoever was involved in doing the interview. But, but yeah, for the most part, you don't hear anybody asking the question to the people involved in the story. You just hear their responses and, and yeah, it was put together more like a, I say the easiest comparison for me is if you ever watch Dateline, they do, hour-long segments on us on a mystery yeah the, the the biggest difference is they are doing a mystery that i believe is solved or they're they're telling you here's what all happened and here's how it here's how it was solved where 
obviously with an unsolved mystery, it's left open and you don't have that conclusion of, of somebody being caught or finding out who did it. Dateline and those kind of shows, they, they will cover a story and they'll show you, you know, from this perspective, what happened. And then they'll show you from this other's perspective, but they're usually covering stories uh, that have happened already. And, you know, Kate murder trials and you know people that were found that were were missing or were on the run for a crime or whatever and and it talks about how that that person was found or 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 whatnot and th- those kind of cases and so there is a resolution and that's kind of an interesting thing about the show that I that I found is that it. it it doesn't give you that satisfaction. You don't get to find out what happened to Sally or where, where Tommy is or, you know, whatever the case may be. You don't get that. But the show is you're, you're not, I mean, obviously you want to know what happened, but you're not mm-hmm. left. You're not left like unsatisfied with your viewing experience. And so I thought, I, I think it's really interesting that the, there's a mystery show that doesn't solve it. I mean, obviously the, the, the goal is to solve it because they want to have viewer tips help them find the person, but you know, it's 34%. So there's, you know, a lot of it that goes unsolved. Well, and I think it lends itself. I think going back to our statement of when the original series was on versus now and the impact of social media, the way that the show on Netflix is presented is yeah, you, you watch the episode and it is very satisfying to watch, but obviously you don't get the res- the resolution as to, you know, who committed the crime. Why did this person go missing or has this person been found? But it, for whatever reason, as soon as I was done with the show, my first thought was I need to go on Facebook and find wherever their Facebook page is just so I can like it. Mm-hmm. So I can keep up. I want to keep up with it. I want to yeah. hear when there's a break in the case where the original you're just like, you know, I'll, I'll wait till this episode reruns and we'll see if there's a, a resolution. The, yeah, the way it presents itself now is it, it it entices you, I think, to not necessarily be involved in the actual trying to solve the case, but you want to know if and when something happens. So you're you're more you're more involved with the episodes of the current unsolved mysteries than the original. They've got six episodes out now. And the way, the way I read it, it sounded like, you know, it said the first six episodes are available, which implies to me that more are on the way. So there might be more coming. But the other thing was I watched the trailer for the show and there were interviews in the trailer that were not in any of the episodes. There were people that I had never seen before. And so it kind of makes me wonder, one, were they just unused interviews that just had really good sound bites for a trailer? Or is it an episode that hasn't aired yet? I've read some stuff that does say I think that it's going to be like a this is volume one that's out right now. And there's going to be a volume two for like the first season. Yeah. And so they're, they're working on more episodes uh, for the, for the Netflix series of the six episodes that came out, which one stuck with you the most? Like, which I I get, I mean, it's, it's horrible to say this because they're, these are real cases of missing people. Most of them 
with the exception of one, is about someone dying and either that person, the, I, I guess most of the suspects are, are on the run or have, have never been found. And so which, which episode kind of, I don't want to say favorite, but for lack of a better term, stuck out with you? I think the episode that stuck with me the most is, I, I believe it's the last episode of the series, the, the story about the sisters and the mother and the missing stepdad. Yeah, that, that ends up. Uh, I, I, they found his. Did they find? Yeah, I think they found his. No, they never I, did. They, the so it, the yeah, they, the, they his, his body's never been found. Yeah. But they have a, they have an idea of what possibly happened because of the story from one of the sisters that went missing. So I think that one maybe it's because it was the last episode that it stuck with me the most. I don't know, but that's the one that I think has stuck with me more so than the other in the series that one was kind of chilling yeah it, it was you know kind of just just the fact that like and I don't, I don't want to give too much away if you're wanting to watch it but the these girls when they were young had some authority figures that you know just kind of seemed to flip a coin and it just changed dramatically and just kind of you just can't imagine growing up with some of the things that they witnessed or things that happened to them. And, and that was, that was pretty, pretty gruesome uh, in a, in a way. The, the episode that stuck with me though, I think was for me, it was the first one with the, the guy that somehow fell off the roof of, of the Belmont at, of yeah. Belmont or Belvedere or yeah. Sorry. Uh, Belvedere, this hotel, you know, it's perfect for the show. It, it, it's, it is shrouded in mystery. The, the whole thing just makes no sense, and it's totally perplexing and just very weird and random. And yeah, it's just kind of chilling. And and yeah, that that's the one that kind of stuck out with me. And uh, I, I mean, I, I think it would be for me, it would be a toss up either the first one or the last one, because like you said, with that first one, there just seems to be there there seems to be more of a mystery with that one than there is for the last one involving the sisters. Like the ones, the, the one with the sisters, it's, it's again, it's not, you, know, you know what happened. Yeah. Every, everything that's happened is explained. It's just where some people are and, and yeah. how, how that might turn out. So, so the, the so first yeah. one though, the first one though, like you said, there's, there's no, there's no knowledge of what happened. You know, it, it's uh, the, the, the only Thing they know is he couldn't have jumped yeah and on like it, it's not something he would have done himself so you're just like okay so who else was involved and what happened and and even even with other people being involved the placement of that that hole in that building still seems kind of far-fetched for even to be like thrown you know the fact that he is not seen on any cameras in the building Mm-hmm. So there's like, how did he get onto the roof? Like, there's so many mysteries. Yeah. One of the things that I think you and I really liked about this show, as far as its entertainment value goes, was, and I think this is kind of, I don't know what the correct term is. I feel like this was a, a side effect for us because of our love of the show X-Files. Because it would often talk about, you know, like, we would we would be kind of disappointed when they when they wouldn't have 
uh, an episode dealing with aliens or ghosts. <laughs> and, and so a, a lot of times they would, they would have an episode about a, a UFO abduction or a strange sighting and things like that. And in typical unsolved mysteries fashion, this six episodes does have one dealing with a paranormal event. And I was watching this episode and it's, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, as I'm getting older, there's lots of questions like, okay, you know, are UFOs real? You know, I could see a lot of people just making this up and, you know, seeing people just thinking, oh, that plane over there is a UFO, that kind of stuff. And like, you know, technically any light in the sky to you is a UFO because you don't know the name or type of vehicle that is. You just see the lights of it. And so it's like, how you know, what's the credibility behind this? But this right. this episode dealt with like twelve people who never knew each other and they all witnessed the exact same thing on the same night in like nineteen sixty nine or something. Sometime Yeah, like, it was it was in the sixties. And so all these people all experienced the same thing. Of course, they didn't realize it until way later because they all stayed quiet about it. Because, you know, if, if you say you saw a UFO, people kind of think you're crazy. And so they didn't talk about it. And then, all, you know, of course, once they started talking about it, other people were like, oh, yeah, I remember that happening. And so that was well, kind of an interesting episode. Well, and, and um, a side note on this episode, I have I have seen some stuff where uh, I guess there are more people than what, who were interviewed on that episode that also witnessed whatever everybody else witnessed. Uh, so kind of going back to your statement of you know, your, the trailer had more interviews than what were in the shows. You know, oh, I, I'm yeah. wondering, if, I'm wondering if that's one where, you know, did they have more people that they interviewed They're that didn't make it on the show? Who knows? Yeah. But because the story I read basically said that there's a lot more people that witnessed or were, were involved with witnessing on that same night. And it's, I'm curious as to why would they not involve more people? Like if more people saw it, the more people you can get on your show, yeah, the better. But again, who knows? <laughs> you know, as I was watching this episode, it started making me remember, and this is kind of, this is what I was talking about. We were going to talk about, our own unsolved mystery that we have. And, you know, it's not as elaborate as some of these episodes of the show have gone out, but it was an interesting night for both you and I. And no, we didn't murder anybody. <laughs> Nobody went missing. <laughs> so seeing this episode made me, made me remember this night that we experienced and I, you know, I texted you cause I, I almost was almost, you know, we've never talked about it really. And so I texted you, Hey, do you remember this thing? And I was almost afraid you'd be like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Cause then it would have just made, cause I was pretty young. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember how old I couldn't. Was. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what age we and were. So I can't tell you what year this happened, but it was, you know, before we could drive for sure. But, you know, so we'll just get into it. So, so I was afraid you didn't, you wouldn't know what I was talking about, but you immediately responded, yes. And you said exactly what we saw. 
<laughs> and so I was like, okay, there we go. It happened. It really did happen. But I'm just, I don't know why we've never really talked about it. Maybe because it wasn't as eventful as some of the depictions in some of these shows. Yeah. But it is well, still very strange and, and weird. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of just boils down to our, our, our grandparents' house uh, growing up was two blocks from our house in our neighborhood. And so there were many occasions where if we were over there kind of later, we would just walk home. And I can only assume that, you know, we didn't just go over to hang out with grandma and grandpa and happen to be coming home late. I can only assume that, you know, our cousins were over there or there was a family over there maybe. And we were just hanging out over there and it just happened to be later than normal. So we were walking home. Yeah. And I want to say that I think Uncle Tom was there because I remember him saying that I remember somebody, an adult, witnessing what we saw, but they weren't like as weirded out as we were for some reason, or, or maybe they just didn't want to talk about it. But I, I want to say it was my uncle. It was our uncle Tom, but if it was uncle Tom, he, I don't think it, he would have just wiped it off his shoulder. Exactly. You know? And that, that's weird, but like, but he's the one I'm, I'm thinking of, but of course our memories can kind of fail us, but yeah, I'm curious. What did you see? What I recall is we're walking home and where it's, it's nighttime. Yeah, it's it's nighttime. Yeah. It there, you know, it's it's the sun has gone down, and it's not like you know sundown. You can still see the light in the sky. It was it was dark, but we I don't know if I I, I guess we noticed it as we were leaving Grandma and Grandpa's, and we just kind of watched it as we walked home because where where our, our neighborhood is, it's very close to a couple of busy streets, and and the object that we saw was high enough where we could see it the whole walk home i want to say it had some color to it like blue red and green okay so but, it's, but the, the 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 most solid part of my memory of it is there's a i would say maybe a 12 to 13 story maybe not even that much building at one of the main intersections just a block away from our house and it was moving and we could tell it was moving because it went behind that building and then came out the other side so it wasn't like we were walking and it looked like it was moving it was it was moving it moved in the background of that that building so how far or how close it was to us I don't know if we could judge that. Yeah. But but that that's the probably the most prominent and most vivid part of that memory that I recall. And so so yeah, that, that's kind of kind of how I, I remember it. Our, our grandparents' house was a higher elevation than our house. And so front and, and the, their house itself was also a higher elevation than the street. It had a big terrace and so it kind of sit up above a lot of things and so you could see over a lot of houses and trees and yeah you there's the the building i i don't know how many stories it is but it's it's not a it's not a sky rise building no. it's, in, it's in the middle of town in tulsa but it's you know you know i don't know about 13 but yeah yeah i think i'm overshooting it i'd say it's probably more of like a it's about the height of of most hospitals you know yeah, it's, like it, you know seven or eight stories tall 
yeah. And and yeah, so we could see the top of that building. And yeah, we walk out. Now you said you saw color. I don't remember color, but I what I remember is kind of it was a, it was an oval shape sideways. So it was, it was wider uh-huh. than it was tall. And the center of the object was bright. The outer edge of the object was dark. And I don't remember how I could tell, like, where the outer edge of the object was. And I don't remember, like, a, an outer lining of light or anything like that. I just remember it was basically like a, a black circle with a white circle in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah, it was just kind of hovering there. It was just... We we walked out and and as you walk out of their driveway because we we would always come out of like the back door we hardly ever used the front door right and as we're we're coming out down the driveway and then the house is no longer blocking our view and it's just one of those things you, you don't see stars in the city so it's like what is that yeah and so we we're all standing there and we I think we I remember having we were all just kind of discussing it trying to figure out what that was you know trying to figure out maybe if it was the moon or something, but it, it just, it wasn't, it was just so obvious that it wasn't the moon or a plane or anything else. Cause it was not moving at all, but then it started to slowly move behind the building. And yeah, I, I, I don't, it didn't seem like it was close. It just perspective. It, it, the building blocked our, our view of it. And that's, so it started moving then. And so I remember we tried to go home and I, I remember running home mm-hmm. because we were going to try to get our video camera and see if we could see the object and record it. Cause we were like, we, we want to see, we want to get a better, you know, we could zoom in with our camera and obviously yeah. you know, get video evidence <laughs> of this thing. And so I remember running home and then we, we got to, you know, the, our bathroom, and our sister's room was the only room that could potentially see anything, but the angles weren't right. And cause we had a second story, a two story house, and, but the angles just weren't right. And there were trees and stuff like that. So it, it didn't, it, it just wasn't working. And so then we went back outside and I remember kind of running back and forth along the, the, the main street that we would walk uh, going between our houses. And at that point, the object was much larger and it appeared to it, it it then went below the tree line where we couldn't see it and it appeared it, it seemed to me that it was in the neighborhood across the main street so like not our not our neighborhood but the next one over that this thing landed in that neighborhood and there was no noise see i don't i, I do recall I, I remember it going behind the building and going low enough to where it went below the tree line where we couldn't see it anymore i don't know if i ever i don't know if i recall ever perceiving it being close or as close as you say it was to us so the thing this is kind of chilling i'm getting kind of creeped out (laughs) (laughs) but i yeah i don't and i remember asking last night if our sisters were with us and you said no but i feel like they were Uh, i mean because yeah. I, I feel like all of us were kind of just running up and down uh, the street uh, between our houses, trying to trying to catch a glimpse of this thing. And, you know, I was too young, so I didn't I didn't even think about trying to go like across the street uh, into the next neighborhood. I don't 
recall who else was there. I, I, I do agree with you that it wasn't just you and I at Grandma and Grandpa's. There was somebody else there that I think was somebody that stayed at their house, which would make sense if it was Uncle Tom. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, us trying to run home. But it's, you know, and, and we live close enough to the airport that seeing a plane fly overhead is not uncommon. But this object was going the opposite direction of the airport. And like you said, it seemed to be just hovering in one spot when we first witnessed it. And then it started moving very slowly. And if it did land, again, it was moving the opposite direction of where a plane would go if it was actually going to land at the airport. Yeah. And, you know, to me, it's pretty easy to identify an airplane that is in the sky because it's got, you know, the blinking red light. And when, when I say I remember there being color, it wasn't just like little color. I remember it being significant, like brighter colors to it. So it was like, there's no way that's an airplane because it's much more pronounced. The lights are the the lights themselves are are brighter and they don't flash on and off. But for for you was was the was the thing kind of like a, like the light was from the center and not the outside. <laughs> yes. Okay. So yeah. And 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 it's very possible that you know how sometimes when you when you see just white light that it can kind of make that rainbow effect. Okay. You know, maybe I'm just trying to make excuses for why I saw color, but I'm wondering if if it was just white, did you know, I I I was at the time probably either wearing uh, glasses or contact lenses, which can affect kind of how the light hits my eyes. So, yeah. I'm just that- trying to think yeah, that was before I got glasses. So I, well before I got glasses, my my eyes didn't go bad until I was in yeah. high school. <laughs> so I don't know if I don't know if that would be a reason for you not seeing color and me seeing color, but yeah. who knows? Interesting. Well, I'm glad we talked about this because it, it it at least gives me some validation that you you know I wasn't crazy and I I did see something <laughs> and you know. I don't know if it was a, it was if it was aliens or some secret governmental thing, or maybe it was a weather balloon. I don't know. But it, was, it was weird. It was swamp gas. <laughs> it was swamp <laughs> gas. It was definitely strange uh, and unusual. Something I've never seen since, and it, it, it at least gives me some comfort that that I am not alone in this. And so. <laughs> If you're listening to this and you grew up in Tulsa, uh, specifically Midtown Tulsa, kind of near the area of of uh, uh, the St. John Hospital, if you remember the late '80s, early '90s, I don't know what time frame this was. This was before you could drive. I know that, and obviously, mm-hmm. I'm four years younger than you, so it's definitely before I could drive. If you remember anything like this. On on just a, a simple night, you know, obviously it wouldn't have been. It would have been a had to have been like a weekend or a holiday because we wouldn't have stayed late otherwise. Yeah. Well, and, and and if you 
like I said, if you were if you were in the area of St. John's, if you use that as the the starting point, what we saw would have been in the e to the east, and it would have been you know east of St. John's Hospital. Maybe I would say, like I said, I, I don't know if I had a good way of judging how far, how close is this thing. But it, if you're looking out St. John's towards the east, like the the Lewis, the the Harvard, the Yale streets, it was in that direction from St. John's. So yeah, we we'd love to hear from you if you if you had uh, if you remember this night, if this is kind of bringing some memories back to you. You might have been there with us if you're family that listened to this episode, or if you just have an, another instance that that happened to you that's that you just can't explain let us know and uh, we'd love to hear from you you know kind of going along with the 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 unsolved mystery story they they know that people called into a local radio station yeah with hey there's something going on they don't have any record that police were involved were were called like they they there's no I think they even showed a book of uh, a listing of the calls they got that night. It was like somebody was making complaints about a cat or a dog. You know, there's no, yeah. no yeah, the police, of, of, the police um, records were, there were two records and there were nothing major. And then also if they look into their, the, that area's newspaper, there's no story. There's no record of a story, but they do know like the editor the, of, of the, the paper, he he heard the story. He he got a an influx of stories, but he just thought it was nonsense, so he yeah. didn't report it. And I, I bring that up because you would think the judging by what we perceive the size of this object, we're like we couldn't have been the only people that saw this. But there will, the, to my knowledge, you know, I don't remember there being anything story wise like in the news or on the papers of unidentified object in Tulsa seen last night. Even if we wanted to do research to see one, I don't remember how old we were or what year it was. But again, I don't remember there being any stories the next day where we you and I could be like, This is it because I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure if there was, we would have been like, Oh my gosh, you know, it's it's in the news or it's on the you know, the newspaper. Yeah. yeah. So Anyway, I thought that was an interesting tidbit where, you know, this this case that from the 60s, several people were involved in seeing it, but there's no record of there's no concrete record anywhere because the the radio station that had the calls, they it was at a time where they weren't archiving and keeping every single bit of data that ever happens, you know, like today radio stations and news stations, you can go back many years and get full recordings of a night. Yeah. They were, you know, the, the, the only record they had was probably re-recorded over a couple of weeks later for another show that, you know, they only hold out, held on to the recordings for a couple of weeks because they, yeah. they weren't archiving them. I remember they said that they would record the broadcast, but then they, they would only save it if it was of extreme significance or something. But if it was just a, a normal day of nothing super strange, they would just – I would, they didn't say exactly what they did, but my assumption was that they would just reuse the tape and re-record over that broadcast yeah. uh, for the next day. 
So, so yeah, this is strange. Yeah, please reach out if you know anything or if this is sparking any kind of memories of, of any kind of strange sightings in Tulsa or wherever you're from. Uh, we, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, we'll see you. We'll catch you at the movies. Or your TV shows. Or your TV shows. <laughs> and don't forget to check your ticket stubs and your remote control. Make sure the batteries are... Yeah, there you go.